0: Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on
1: Cambridge 105 Radio.
0: Welcome to uh, what could be the final week for Terraces as we wrap up uh, this uh, season. Um, So uh, we'll uh, we'll, uh, be talking about uh, quite a few things today. (music) Matt will be joining us first of all, as usual, uh, and we'll be talking about uh, the season. We'll be announcing the uh, Terraces um, player of the season as well. We'll also have quite a Cambridge City flavour today. We'll be talking to uh, uh, Royal playing an interview I recorded earlier on this week with Chris Cox, the media and uh, the media director there, about the stadium and about their commitment to uh, City fans. We'll also hopefully have Robbie on the line as well. And then hopefully uh, we'll also be getting Lance on the line, so uh, plenty of coverage of City and Histon. We'll also be rounding up the uh, Kershaw Cup competitions for the men. Um, they're at the uh, they're nearly at the final stage now, or semi-final stage now, uh, and we'll also be talking about the Women's Challenge Cup as well. And you can have your say. You can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. That's studio at cambridge105.co.uk. Or you can text 07919 070490. That's 07919 070490. We'll also have a few more of the interviews from uh, the final after the final day of uh, the season for Cambridge United. So we'll start right there. So it's uh, the the first. Does this count, uh, Matt, as the first week of being a League One side? Then. Yeah.
2: Well, for me it does. <laughs> anyway, even though they've still got the playoffs to play, but yeah. Well, it's, it's been a great week, really. It? Uh, it smile has smile on yeah. my face every single
0: day—that's for sure. It is, and, 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 and you know, the, the team. Have, the team have had some grief over uh, the last few years with seasons that kind of petered out or never really started. Um, but uh, all credit to uh, the happiness that they've brought to a large number of people in uh, Cambridge. And I think as well, it, it's worth mentioning that uh, the city itself should be proud of what United have achieved. Um, League One football. uh, for the first time in however many years, it was 19 years or whatever, um, which is uh, a a good thing for the city as well. And hopefully we'll get uh, a number of people who perhaps haven't considered coming before along as even potential season ticket holders next year.
2: Yeah, hopefully, Tim. Well, obviously, depending on on COVID and everything that's going on around there, I would hope after everything that's happened during the pandemic and the success that we have had this season on the field and uh, the good work that they've been putting in off the field as well, especially you know into the communities and and everything else that you know the people in and around Cambridge and the city of Cambridge as well, you know, will take a little bit more note that they do have a you know a football club in the. You you know, in in the local area as well, you know, and the League One football club um, at that. And, you know, it'd be good to see a a few people that have obviously been sort of classed as, you know, two club fans and go and watch, you know, Spurs or Arsenal, who are two, you know, locals and maybe even Chelsea and even West Ham. You know, people like that, you know, might actually come down Um, next season. You know, we've got some massive uh, clubs to play, like we've, uh, you know, we spoke about before, And uh, you know to come down, and all, you know if they're so fed up, especially with the 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 Super League thing, and they're you know disenchanted with Premier League football and VAR. Well, you know they've got, as say, we've got we're in League One now. We don't have VAR, and hopefully, you know the 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 football be, you know, uh, you know interesting and exciting one way or the other next season, no matter what. And of course, there is other local clubs about you know that's what the shows about you know city and histon and and everywhere you know down to grassroots as well and hopefully you know as I say they'll, they'll come away from the Premier League clubs a little bit and you know start watching a lot more local football which is nice on their doorstep easy and cheap um, I'm sure we'll find out about season ticket prices and ticket prices and everything um within the next couple of weeks so yeah hopefully it'll have a you know a positive effect and as if the football club keep trying to connect with people with it around the local area as well, you know, next year, you know, whatever we do on the pitch and whether we, we go, you know, go down again or whether we, you know, we do stay up, which, you know, obviously we all hope we do. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of new faces coming into the football club and enjoying what we're what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're just uh, looking at the dates. It's Thursday 24th of June is the fixture list is out. uh, And the kickoff, obviously, is the first Saturday in August, Saturday the 7th of August. Um, So those are the dates to look out for. Obviously, playoffs still on. uh, So uh, we don't know the final makeup uh, yet of League One, but uh, games that you're particularly looking forward to, Matt?
2: Well, um, I mean, Portsmouth away will will be one of them. As I as I have a friend in the local areas as a Portsmouth fan, so and you know I feel like we owe them after the three seasons where they they beat us six times in those three seasons. So there, there's one there. Obviously, I know Ipswich fans. Uh, Have haven't ever been to Portman Road, so um, I'd like to go there as well. If Sunderland stay down as well, um, you know, never been to the stadium, lights so that'll be another massive one. Sheffield Wednesday, of course, you know them coming down. Didn't go when we played them in the Cup uh, a few years ago. So, you know, Hillsborough is another one that I'd like to go to. Um, crew away just to see Lynch's reaction when we have to go back there again. <laughs> it's going to
0: be midweek as well, that one, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it'll be always it'll always be good to go to, to Crew away midweek just to see, see him moan about it as well. Wigan, of course, I think a lot of people forget about Wigan. Um, you know they're still you know sort of a kind of a big club you know won the FA Cup uh, just a few years ago of course as well and you know we're looking to try and turn their fortunes around as well so um, yeah they're they're the main ones really I'm I'm sure there'll be a few more uh, as and when the the fixtures are announced but you've got you can't look past those sort of five or six clubs, really, um, you know, take out crew potentially. But, you know, the, the real big ones are obviously the, the, the big away days uh, for, for me next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm certainly looking forward to if if, if Sunderland don't go up, then uh, looking forward to the Stadium of Light. That'll be a, a great one. I mean, we, 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 we joke about uh, uh, put Peterborough and everything on, uh, on a regular basis. Are you disappointed that uh, they've gone up and therefore we're not going to play them or doesn't it really matter?
2: I am a little bit disappointed, naturally, because it'd be nice to, uh, you know, to have played the next season in the derby and beat them twice, and you know at the end of the day you know the way I look at it Tim is you know okay they've done okay this season just about managed to uh, to get promoted in the end but you know they'll have another season of misery up in the championship and they'll, they'll get relegated next year anyway back to their natural level in the, in Division 3 so <laughs> um, you know and hopefully we can stay up and uh, you know we'll be able to play them in you know, another season's time so but yeah of course obviously we'd like to have the derby it's been oh god I can't even remember when the last derby was so, and I don't obviously include the. I was going to say you're not counting
0: that uh, cup competition, then. No,
2: no, I don't count that at all. So yeah, we're disappointed. and of course that had been another big game for for local reasons as well. But you know, we'll we'll soon see them hopefully in a couple of seasons time back when they're back down at their
0: natural level again. Ah, oh, good, good, good times, good times <laughs> coming hopefully. Um, so we, we talked we talked last week about uh the, about what what happens now. I mean, obviously uh, the retained list. I think we're at expecting the retained list sometime uh, this week um, although given the number of people who are actually uh, you know there is I'm not sure how big that's going to be but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there um, we'll also then presumably over the coming weeks start to, to start to find out what the plans are but uh, hopefully we'll be recruiting early as we did this year I think that was a a key a key to uh, the settled the settled nature of the side but also it keeps fans uh, interested as to, to what Going on there, and there are plenty of players uh, becoming free at both League One and League Two levels. Um, so uh, hopefully, you know, we, we almost expect uh, Mullin to go. We're not quite sure how that will that will pan out. Um, the, the really interesting thing is now is it, it's speculation time on uh, various social media outlets, um, with both uh, people from outside the club linking us with players and people from inside the club wanting players in, and you get. The usual. I use this advice. You get the usual slew of players that uh, uh, people start to mention. Uh, I notice that Quacy uh, uh, Apaya had uh, congratulated United and then gets flooded with the obviously inevitable come home quasi uh, requests. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, some some really bizarre ones uh, that uh, we we probably uh, we probably wouldn't want to see necessarily. Uh, Adi Aziz being one of them. Jordan slooby being another one of them. I mean, it's it, it's funny, isn't it? You know. That, 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 that people will mention any old name when it comes to actually Josh Coulson may be leaving Leighton Orient and therefore, um, you know, we should be heading back here and uh, and so on and so forth. The interesting one though is Dallas. Dallas is uh, in an interesting position because he, he never really got a good run in the team and people kind of feel that uh, he, that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. Although given where we finished, I think anything that uh, Bond said is okay by me now. But he is... Albeit at non league level, he is scoring freely uh, for Weymouth. Um do you do you envisage him being offered a contract or do you think it's 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 that's that's the kind of level he's at, certainly at the moment?
2: I I would imagine that he probably will get released. I, I think he's probably a player that they'll Leave till last because of obviously how many games Weymouth uh, um, are still playing at the moment and the way that the, the conference is right now in their fixture schedule. So I, I would still expect him to to be released. And it wouldn't shock me. Obviously, for you know, if if he can get settled in in the Weymouth area and things like that, and, you know, especially with the fact that obviously he's come in and scored a uh, quite a few goals for him, uh, you know, for that period of loan that he's been with them, that he, you know, perhaps he'd go there um, for next season. So, but you know, the the good thing about it is, obviously, we've seen a lot of teams release and uh, their their retained lists, like you said. Tim, um, I'm, I'm glad that Mark and the, the recruitment, you know, team have taken their time on ours. Obviously, they've got a lot of hard decisions to make on on a lot of players. You know, they're you know they're going to go through and assess the squad. You know, people like obviously Paul Mullin and, and Carl Noel will be wanted players because they've had you know successful seasons and uh, you know they're they're hot property for us. So. But, you know, the fact that we, we, we're we taking our time, I imagine we will offer them deals, but obviously whether they accept, accept it or not, it is completely down to them. And obviously Paul Mullins' uh, situation has been, you know, well documented with his family, of course. So, you know, it, I, I imagine the retain list for us will probably, if it's not out tomorrow, it might be Tuesday um, after Mark and, the, you know, the, the coaching staff and, you know, the, the recruitment staff have uh, had the chat about everything and where they want to go. Um, you know, it's not to- time for loyalty. If you, if you remember what Mark said in his interviews, you know, it, it's, there's going to be some hard decisions and there might be people that, you know, have played a, a key role this season that are going to, you know, go, you know, have to go next season because, you know, a they might not be able to make the, the, the step up for first and foremost, or they just want to leave of their own accord. You know, they feel that the, you know, their, their journey's finished with us and they want to try other things. So yeah, if, if it's not tomorrow, you know, I would imagine it's Tuesday. Obviously, you know, Mark got his three-year deal at, at the beginning of the week, and they've had you know coaching changes with Barry Corse stepping up to first-team coach as well. So, you know, it's been a busy week. You know, off the field for for Mark and his staff, but he's obviously been sitting down and planning uh, for for the playing staff. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get a few things coming through this week. And uh, yeah, like you said, hopefully, we'll be on the ball in terms of recruitment. We've seen people that are being released or have been offered contracts for next year, and you know they're they're up, you know, for us to go out and talk to them at least. So yeah, going to be an interesting couple of weeks. That's for sure,
3: Tim.
0: Yeah, it certainly is, and I, you know, this, that has, this this is what we do in the off season because there's nothing else to talk about. We speculate about what what could go on, um, but there, there are a number of. Very good players who are um, potentially going to be available. Specifically, uh, if you look at uh, the the likes of uh, the people in the playoff spots, only one of the three is going to get through. Um, just out of interest, who do you want? Who do you want to follow us up?
2: Um, oof, uh, Morecambe because then we can beat them twice the next season and get six <laughs> points. <laughs> so I think I think that would be the best one for, yeah, I'm, for I'm, all of us. I
0: have to say I'm for Morecambe as well. I think you know they they did they did the same as we've done. They didn't. Nobody expected them to be up there. So I think a shot at uh, League One is uh, is a really good thing for them. That'd be good. But you know, obviously, if 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 Exeter don't come up, if Tranmere don't come up, if Forest Green don't come up, there's you know there's some players there potentially that might fancy. Uh, a run at League One uh, with a different club. There's players coming down who might fancy going straight back up um, with another club. So plenty of talent there. And, uh, you know, in in previous years, our recruitment, we've talked about this over and over again, our recruitment hasn't been um, uh, brilliant, or at least it hasn't turned out to be brilliant. Uh, This year, uh, virtually everything we uh, we bought turned to gold. Um, uh, You know, we have to put our faith in the same people who got us to where we are now.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and they've earned the right for that. As you, as you say, the, the recruitment has, has been you know, iffy at best, and that's probably being polite to it um, over the past few years. And, you know, there, there have been times when the football club probably has completely underachieved, and we don't need to name too many managers because, obviously, we've, we've named them all before. But, as you say, you know, this season, the players they brought in came into the system that, you know, Mark and the coaching staff wanted to input into this side and, uh, you know, they went out, they implemented it and, uh, you know, we got a promotion that, you know, none of us really expected. Um, but, you know, as good a season as they had, uh, you know, for last season and achieving their aims of, you know, getting promoted and, you know, having a good team, team spirit and togetherness and, a, you know, the never say die attitude that we haven't seen for for years and years from from the football team. Next year has got to be, you know, very, very similar. You, you know, we've, we've got to go out there and, as I said, there's no expectations at all. But, of course, Mark will want to stay in the division if he can. So, the, the recruitment has got to be spot on in terms of trying to get those players in that are going to make sure that we, we survive for, for next year. And if we do come down, you know, and it's probably more expected than anything – are we in a position where we can go out again you know the season after and challenge for you know a promotional playoff push the season after so i mean we don't want to become a yo-yo club but you know we we need to build that sort of you know squad, you know ready if it's not ready this year for league 1 can they go into league 2 next year and be successful again to so then be you know that as successful in League One the season after. So yeah, it's a really key time, and yeah, I think a lot of people have stated. You know, perhaps the board have got to look at it, and has, has a little bit of extra money got to be spent to just achieve those aims. You you would imagine so, just to try and get us over the line, but, you know, what they might have to spend during the close season, potentially, they might earn back, it. you know, with, with hopefully, you know, f- uh, home fans watching football uh, throughout the season, and, you know, big clubs coming down to us as well, so, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard, it's going to be a, a, a tough pre-season for, for the football club and the board and everyone, but, so, they've earned the right to, to go out there and have a shot at it, and, you know, we, we have to have a, our faith that they get it right again.
0: And I guess the 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 one kind of the, the one constant that we've seen this season and well, the end of the end of last season, if Wally and Mather's been uh, you know heading up the club, has been this um, f- financial caution um, knowing that we've not got much money is making sure that we don't spend outside of our means and it, it would be tempting if we had money uh, to go and just spend and and buy in players and uh, but the difficulty is always you mentioned the kind of the nightmare scenario is is this yo-yo between League two and league one we don't make it uh, we don't consolidate this year in league one we end up back in league two then we've got players we can't necessarily afford and uh, and you end up losing them at the start of the season and, uh, and uh, it all goes downhill from there and we see many clubs that have done that that's obviously something at all costs we want to avoid the, 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 the aim is to consolidate now whether we're, amb- we're really ambitious and consolidate to the middle of the table the, the top half of the table or, or just uh, anything above uh, you know, third from bottom would be, uh, would be good uh, It's the consolidation is what we're aiming for
2: yeah, absolutely, and like we said, so you know, there's no expectation. So Mark and his side for next season, you know, the the expectation is if you finish above the, you know, the the dotted line, and you finish in twentieth place out of twenty four, you're safe from safe from relegation. And um, you've done the job that nobody expected you to do. And, and just like this season, you know, nobody expected us to get promoted, and Mark did that. So that's that's got to be the aim. But obviously, the you know, I, I think Mark, as a as a you know head coach and everything, wants us to be competitive. If we are going to go down, we're going to go down fighting. And um you know that spirit will carry us so far in the, in quite a few games, and again, he spoke about it last week, you know he he'd already targeted teams that he felt that we could be if we if we get the right people in and we've got the the right team so you know he's obviously got ideas in his head obviously on players staying and players coming in and players potentially going as well. Um, but, yeah, the, the yo-yo effect isn't always good on the football club, as you say. You know, we we could just have that one bad season in League Two and we're back in the conference again, which nobody ever wants, and we, we'd rather not go there again. So, um, you know, it's about striking the right balance, you know, financially, uh, you know, being good enough, you know, so that we're not going to be, the football club's not going to fall into trouble. Um, but we need to have a competitive side to go out into to League One and, um you know that's what Ian Mather and the board will will try and sort out, and then talk to to Mark to ensure that you know we can try and hit those targets, and um, you know, and hopefully go from there. But uh, you know, a couple of seasons of consolidation in in League One, and you know, finishing between twentieth and sixteenth. Tim is, is a lot lot better than finishing 16th and 20th in League 2
0: that's for sure <laughs> certainly is certainly is uh, news from the club uh, this week obviously Barry Corr uh, has now uh, most people perhaps didn't even realise this but uh, he, he's not he's not the, he wasn't in a permanent position as on the coaching staff um, but he, he is now so uh, he joins uh, Mark's team full time um, and uh, uh, gives up his uh, St. Ives uh, St. Nia's duties uh, ooh, I can't remember the name of the person who's taking on you you've you got a name there Mark? Is it, is it Pete, Pete yeah. Gill or yeah, something? Yeah it is yeah yeah. that's right um, so he's uh, so he's uh, joining Mark full time uh, the other thing that's worth looking at if you haven't seen it yet on the uh, website is the uh, back to football um, uh, article which has got a, a little uh, post on a little uh, poll on it for uh, questions about how best to return to football uh, at the Abbey so it's you can get to have your say you <sighs> on what's going on um, there's also uh, news of the CFU Player of the Year so it, it's probably time to announce that the the, uh, the results of the uh, uh, Terraces Player of the Year um, and I know Paul Mulling will be delighted that uh, of all the other awards that he's, he's also got he can now add the uh, Terraces uh, Player of the Year uh, to that, I guess no real surprise there um, we're quite lucky because we've also always done a Young Player of the Year which is under 23 23 23 and under at the start of the season. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, we can we can actually get to thank Carl, Carl Noyle, who wins the Young Player uh, of the Year award there as well. So uh, congratulations to both of them. I guess, given the categories, no real surprises there, Matt?
2: No, absolutely not, of course. You know, Paul Mallon... Uh... Head and shoulders player of the season, of course. You know you don't break all those records uh, for, for without a zero reward, do you? And Carno's, we, we've spoke a lot about. Um, you know, I I think if uh, Harry Darling had probably stayed at the club, um, you know, after after Christmas and the January transfer window, he might have pushed him close on that one. But he, he's been a phenomenal right back this year. Um, you know, the best right back in the league, um, one of the best right backs I've seen in the football club is. And, um, you know, hopefully he'll stay with us and, you know, continue the journey in League One. But, you know, if if there's a championship club uh, who comes in for him, I'm, I'm sure, you know, he, he might have a look that way as well. But we'll see. But, yeah, two two well-deserving players winning the, the awards this season. And, yeah, as you say, absolutely no surprise at
1: all.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Hopefully the, the club are talking or we're talking about, and I'm sure they still are, um, having some kind of celebration day. Um, for the fans, uh, once uh, restrictions are lifted, I don't know whether the May seventeenth, uh, tomorrow's restrictions, are going to be early enough uh, to do something before uh, June. And I guess it depends on what happens with uh, the various uh, difficulties around uh, new strains of the virus and things like that. Uh, but hopefully they will, and hopefully we'll then be able to uh, uh, do a formal presentation, assuming that uh, those players are still around at the club by then. Whether they get them back if they're not, I'm not sure. But uh, we shall see on that one. So, uh, congratulations to Paul Mullen and Kyle Noyle for that. Uh, Matt, thanks very much for joining us uh, uh, weekly uh, this season. As um, uh, I uh, say, this is I've got to, I've got to still talk on this, but this is probably the last show of uh, the uh, this this football season because um, there's not a great deal to talk about, given that the only football being left playing is uh, some uh, final bits of non-league, the playoffs, and uh, some local um, um, uh, grassroots football. So. Uh, difficult to make a show out of that but we may do that we don't know yet um, but uh, to you Matt thanks very much and we shall uh, see you on uh, well the start end of July start of August next year as a league one side cheers mate
2: absolutely take care
0: mate cheers that's uh, Matt thanks very much indeed for everything he's done uh, this season um, just to finish off uh, Barry core obviously as we said uh, gets confirmed as his place we've got this left over from what's been played um, from uh, the end uh, from the following the game last week his Barry core talking about the uh, promotion Barry it's uh, been a long season it's been an interesting last couple of weeks but uh, you must be over the moon yeah over the moon and, and probably
4: after you mentioned the last couple of weeks probably relieved after after Everton. you know it's, um, it's been a long few days since last Friday at Harrogate when it was a crazy game and i um, I think everybody just wanted to get to, to today, um, but it was a really professional performance, and the boys, are, you know, they've been great all season, so it's it's really, really brilliant to see everybody celebrating, and, and uh, we got there in the end.
0: It's certainly been interesting, that the more nervous amongst the uh, supportive base, were kind of wondering whether it was going to be and whether you were going to get over the line, but today's performance, as you say, it was just another game, but it was a very professional, uh, a very professional game, and, and really no doubt about the result from the first goal going in.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think we probably learned from the Harrogate game. I think we went into that and we were very much hyped up to go and get promoted. And I think uh, big, big intensity levels and then not so much um, in terms of composure. Um, and that's why it was uh, goals flying in both ends because we didn't have control in the game at all but th- you're seeing a really professional performance that today and, and that's what we worked on in the week it was, you know, being a really solid shape and then pressing from that and, and still being our attacking threat and, and, and the game panned out that way and um, and it was really comfortable in the end so um, it was a bit of almost an anti-climax it was just relief when we were 3-0 up and there was 10 minutes to go I was thinking, well, we're going to get promoted here so it was um, it was really, it was, it was brilliant the boys have been great all season and they deserve so much credit.
0: And it's been interesting, with no real noise in the stands, we've been uh, listening to yourself and Bonds uh, really directing operations and it really has been a team effort.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, well, Bonds has been great. It's, I, I said to him, you know, your first full season of management and, and you get a promotion. Uh, it's unbelievable. He's done such a great job. And, and then and the players as well, you know, they're the ones that cross the white line. And they've the, the, the biggest thing, of, of course, there's loads and loads of quality when you get a team, when there's a, a, you get promoted, but um, I think the biggest strength of this team is the, the togetherness of them. They're a really close gr- group. There's no, um, I'll use a bad word, there's, n- there's no bad guys. Um, everyone's really together and the, and the team spirit's brilliant so it's, um, it's a really good environment to work in
0: And it is interesting that togetherness we've seen Harry Darling and Robbie Cundy here for, for, for a game uh, at the end of the season and, and that kind of probably epitomises the attitude that the team have had this season that even though they're not playing her anymore they've come back to watch Yeah, they, they
4: feel part of it because that's you know it's a close group you know um, yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. It's just a, it is. It's been a really good environment to work in all season. All the players are really close, and uh, you know I can hear my name being shouted there. He's putting me off. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like you say, Harry and Robbie being here and, and still feeling comfortable to come because th- they would have felt really you know valued member, and they've they've moved on. But they they played a big part as well in getting us getting us where we wanted to be.
0: And it's huge for the for the club, obviously, to be back in League One, but a lot of work, a lot of preparation going to go into what's going to be a difficult season.
4: Yeah, of course, yeah, it's step up in quality. Um, so we'll have to, you know, we, we'll celebrate for a little bit and then we'll have to get to work on the on that next bit. But um, like I said, it's it's a really good environment to work in. We try to try to make it that way. Um, I'm sure some players will come in to help improve the, the group, but um, I don't think there'll be wholesale changes. I think there's a, there's a strong group here and a strong mentality. Um, and we look forward to the new challenge
0: thanks very much cheers Barry well done so I guess we'll hear exactly what the uh, changes are, or at least the outgoing changes um, uh, for uh, for the Cambridge United uh, fairly shortly, uh, Matt reckons start of this week, so hopefully that will be done and dusted, uh, and then we can sit back and watch the uh, the, the incoming uh, players um, uh, arrive uh, and hopefully uh, build the same kind of confidence, actually that's not, I can't even say that, the same kind of confidence that we had at the start of last season, because we didn't have that confidence that it was going to be such a great season, we certainly didn't have the confidence that it was going to be promotion season i guess confidence uh, expectations might be higher um uh, given uh, uh, the ability obviously of uh, the management team the back office and everything else and and the players will hopefully bring in but uh, um let's uh, let's just temper that with the fact that we're moving up as well and, and we'll see how we go we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll uh, talk about uh, cambridge city Casting from the city centre. On FM, digital, and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces. On Cambridge 105 Radio. So I spoke uh, to to, sorry, just dropped something there. I spoke to uh, Chris Cox at uh, Cambridge City all this week to talk about a few things: uh, the ground, uh, the uh, the commitment to fans and sponsors, and uh, other bits and pieces. So this is uh, what I recorded earlier on uh, this week. It's been a long time, really. I mean, I think the last game was in two thousand and thirteen at Milton Road. I I don't suppose at the time anyone believed that in twenty twenty one you'd still be looking for a new ground or still waiting to move into a new ground. It's obviously been difficult not having your own pitch and, and stadium and having to share. You, you'll be pleased, obviously, that now things are definitely moving on and you're seeing progress on the ground. It's, it is a positive, and I think
3: many fans would be forgiven for thinking it wasn't going to happen. When we, when we left Milton Road in 2013, I think the, the worst case we thought of at the time was maybe uh, ground sharing for a year and a half, two years. To still be doing it now is a bit frustrating, but like you say, with the new the new ground being built and going at a rate of knots, hopefully there's a, a brighter future on the horizon soon.
0: Just touching back on obviously a lot of the the delay down to being the finding the site and then the the legal battles and the the backwards and forwards over it. Was there ever a time when the uh, development was in doubt?
3: Not in doubt, I don't think. I think, as I say, I think like the fans, we'd all be forgiven to sort of think, oh, why are we putting ourselves through all this? And then we remember that the club's got so much history. It's such a focal point for so many people, both in the community and supporters, that actually it's it's definitely worthwhile. And, um, yeah, never in doubt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you mentioned the community there and that the community was a big part of uh, the planning application in terms of you wanted to create something that wasn't just a home ground for uh, Cambridge city but was a community asset and that was stressed uh, you know throughout the planning process as well as the the pitch which i must admit actually I was looking at the uh, youtube video I, I I thought it was going to be a, a 4g pitch but the, the main pitch is going to be a grass pitch what else are you going to have at the actual uh, stadium site yes
3: yeah, so the main the main stadium like you say is going to be uh, a grass pitch adjacent to that there's going to be a full-size artificial pitch as well they're both going to be sort of club assets uh, and then next to the site as well there's going to be a, a, a large packet of land uh, for the community to use uh, led by Sawston parish council and i think the uh, the space for that allows for sort of two full-size adult pitches uh, and maybe a slightly smaller pitch but obviously their, their use for that could be mixed. For example, they could potentially even put cricket square or something like that on it during the summer. But um it's gonna be land that's gonna be utilised and operated by the parish council, but thanks to thanks to the football club.
0: And I guess the, the emphasis on the community is not only just to reach out and build a core of people around the area who kind of feel that Cambridge City is their home football club and, and everything else, but obviously it provides a, a way for you to reach out to the community and potentially bring financial, uh, you know, financial benefits to the club as well as the ability to, to host events for the community. Yeah, and like like we say,
3: we the club has always prided itself on what it does in its community. Sort of recently, we've been having making sure each year we have a charity partner. So we've been teaming up with the Cambridge City Food Bank over the past year, and I'm I'm pleased that that's going to continue um, next season as well. So we're going to be a collection point for the food bank. Previously, we've worked with uh, the mental health charity Mind as well. So uh, just small touches like that, I think make make the club what it is, and uh, I think it's the reason why people fall in love with the club as well
0: and you've been keeping the uh, fan base uh, regularly updated with uh, reports on the website and recently a YouTube video which shows that the start of a pitch at least with the drainage uh, the drainage in in terms of progress have you got a, an expected completion date and, and a plan to move into it
3: yeah i think um realistically we're looking probably january january 2022 20, uh, is when we hopefully will move in there and then we'd look to have like a formal opening ceremony and maybe try and get a, a big team down for a sort of open day, uh, pre-season for the 22-23 season. So when you say those dates, they sound uh, horrifically far away, but actually they're, um, that we're talking a year's time and that's, that's not long at all now.
0: Yeah, everybody's looking forward to it to actually have a home of your own. The difficulties, of course, in in not having that has been uh, income, uh, and that's been exacerbated by obviously the, the the curtailing of or the abandonment of two seasons, which has meant virtually no money coming in for the last 18 months.
3: Yeah, it's been there. Uh, it's been tough one, but obviously it's been a necessary one. The club have tried to do everything we can to support to support ourselves, and we've got to thank the supporters' trust for that. Um, but we've also done quite a lot to help those around us. So we gave quite a lot of free advertising out last year um, for people. Uh, and then going forward into the season coming, we've uh, anyone who had a season ticket last year can can retain that for use this season. Any programme advertising, pitch side advertising, things like that have been um, retained for our sponsors to use this season free of charge. So um, we're, we're doing what we can.
0: You came out with the announcement about what you were going to do about season tickets and advertising several weeks ago now, the first the first time that I'd seen a club actually put anything out uh, there. And, and a lot of people, uh, particularly with the success Cambridge United have had, are now looking at League One and, and looking at what's going to happen there. You've taken a, a really, really generous approach to that in, in basically saying any season ticket from last year is, is going to carry on for this year, although you have added the caveat that you'd, you know, fans are welcome to buy this year's season ticket in order to to kind of support you through. But carrying over both the advertising and the season ticket means that, uh, you know, there's you're still going to have a, a shortage of revenue for the following season. How difficult was it to decide that that was the approach you were going to take?
3: Honestly, it wasn't difficult at all. Ethically, which has been a big thing in football recently, uh, the ethics side of the game, there was no doubt at all from, the, from the, my colleagues across the club board that we were going to do our bit for first of all the fans and make sure they can come and watch Cambridge City next year, uh, next season. Sorry for no extra cost, but also like I say, we've got a commitment to local businesses and our community. Th- these local businesses and these community sort of people, they they trusted us to to advertise their product, and we're going to deliver on that. And if that means the club has to take a small hit to do that, then uh, then so be it.
0: We're all, we're all waiting to see what uh, Cambridge United are potentially going to do. I noticed that uh, clubs in, in the professional game have taken a variety of different stances over it. Typically, uh, you know, small reductions. Uh, I think Bolton Wanderers are providing 10% off for season ticket holders next year. And I guess fans there, whilst they obviously support the club, and many of them would be, you know, happy to take that because of the um, the revenue it gives to the club. There will be some who will look at it and go, well, you know, we've had a very much reduced product and, and 10% doesn't seem to be reasonable i don't want to get you into a controversy with with uh, professional clubs but it is interesting that the generosity i think will will potentially quite surprise people that uh, you've taken in terms of making those season tickets particularly valid for another season yeah no like like i say tim this is it was an easy decision the
3: the ferrari that's gone on about the european super league and all that over the recent weeks (laughs) It is quite simple. Without our fans, Cambridge City Football Club would not be here. We'd not be having this conversation today, Tim. The least we can do is thank our fans and those who have shown faith in us in this way. Without a doubt, like I say, without the fans of the club sticking by the club, we wouldn't be here.
0: And you've also one uh, of the first clubs around to announce uh, the, uh, the pre-season. And you've got uh, a number of friendlies that you already know with this Harry Robinson trophy uh, starting as early as July. Um, I guess everybody's now at a feeling where they, they just want to get back to football and more importantly football where fans can come in and watch.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I speak to the club secretary quite often. I think actually he's been glad of a bit of a rest but um, I think secretly, deep down, he can't wait for July and that first uh, that first friendly uh, against Kempston Rovers, like you say, in the Harry Robertson Cup.
0: Uh, I noticed uh, you just announced on the uh, on the news feed on the club site the uh, virtual run, uh, which was a, a run. The, they were, you were asking fans to run the equivalent of, I think it was Milton Road to the uh, Sourston Ground, and that's raised over two thousand pounds already towards the uh, the development work that's going on.
3: Yeah, and the um, the virtual run. Uh, we bounce many crazy sort of harebrained schemes off each other throughout the day. We've got sort of various WhatsApp groups that uh, discuss this sort of thing, and we had the idea of a virtual run between Milton Road and Sawston. It was launched by our mascot Lily the Panda. Um, uh, there's some footage on social media of uh, of her running the event in the pouring rain. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been a really successful, uh, really successful event young and old, both in the UK and overseas. We've had people in Singapore and the US um, take part, and uh, I think our youngest participant was uh, age six. So it's been a fantastic, again, community venture, get everyone together during these difficult times that we're all enduring.
0: We kind of should finish on uh, uh, the major funding for this. Obviously, Cambridge City are, are lucky to have uh, the Satchel family involved with them and being such a big part of the club without without, uh, without the, the money that they provide. Obviously, Sourston would probably not be a reality. Yeah, we're always going to be uh,
3: indebted to the family. Um, it's not something I can really touch upon too much. Obviously, it's it's quite it's between the family yeah. and uh, and the club. But yeah, no, there's without a doubt, I will be eternally grateful to to them. And I'm sure that um, part of the stadium will uh, be a a nice nod to the family.
0: Well, Chris, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, All the best with the the building work as it moves forward. And uh, we look forward to coming down and uh, uh, reporting from the ground once it's open. Thanks very much. No, we look forward to having you. Cheers, Tim. Yeah, I certainly do look forward to going down there at some stage. The pictures, the artist impression, and the work that's been done all look uh, really good, and it'll be good to see uh, Cambridge City back at somewhere they can probably properly call home. Um, I'm just going to see if we can get hold of uh, Robbie. He does know I'm calling, so hopefully he'll answer the phone um, and see what he's up to and what's going on there. But So it's ringing. Hey, Robbie, how are you doing? I'm very well, Tim, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We've just been listening to Chris Cox talk about uh, the ground, the progress on the ground and various other bits and pieces. Um, you, you're, of course, left kicking your heels a little bit. Uh, are you doing anything with the team at the moment or is it kind of rest waiting for uh, pre-season training to start? Uh,
1: yeah, we're just sort of, um, we're doing very, very little bits at the moment. Um, just, you know, getting, getting to see sort of, the boys, as and when we can, um, they've all got their own individual sort of um, training programs that they've been given, um, and you know we we have had them in sort of once or twice, and and they're looking really really fit, and you know like everybody else, you know just desperate for for July to or end of June to come, and where we can all get back together and and sort of start planning for a for a new season, whichever league that may well be in.
0: Yeah because there's still, still lots and lots to be decided uh, in terms of what's happening next year but uh, you've at least uh, announced very early the uh, the pre-season you've got the Harry Robbins trophy um coming up um as 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 a start to that
1: pre-season build up Yeah well it, it was quite interesting we we were sort of you know approached early sort of in the year just to see if we would be interested in in sort of doing a, a pre-season tournament. And because we can't host games at Histon at the moment, um, due to the, you know, the agreement we have, it was it was a perfect idea to get, you know, three very competitive games in, um, Kempston, Rushton and, and Amesbury. Um, and it sort of helps, you know, there's going to be a final at the end of that and a third, second, third and fourth place as well. So it gives us four games of, you know, really competitive football. Um, we've also, the Cams FA have also sort of given us a a sort of a week, 10 day period where we could potentially um, start the Cams Invitation Cup at the end of July. So that again, that's uh, another thing that is going to potentially go into that um, schedule. So, you know, having tournaments and having things where, you know, they mean a little something, it it can make, you know, the preseason a bit more competitive. um, And it's certainly something that we're looking forward to having had, such a long time away you know our last game was you know it's funny because our first game could be an FA Cup game <laughs> um in the new season and and our actual last game was you know Darlington away so um in the FA Cup so it's uh it's an interesting thing and you know the, the boys are. you know we speak to them on a on a daily basis and and they just can't wait you know to to get back out there and you know be around each other and 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 sort of you know, play in front of fans again. You know, that's the biggest thing as well. You know, um, you know, having people back in the games will be such a massive thing. Certainly at our level of football as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, well, Robbie, thanks very much. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, we'll will we'll, things will start to clarify themselves soon, and we'll we'll, we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you in pre-season. But thanks very much. Thanks very much, Tim. Cheers, Robbie. There you go. Uh, quick call to Robbie. Let's uh, see if we can get hold of Lance again. He's expecting. Uh, but He's probably getting the pub ready. So uh, let's have a uh, see if we can get hold of him. Um, but uh, and of course, for Robbie, I think Robbie played in the last game of the season uh, at Milton Road. Um, so, oops, uh, sorry. Hey, Lance, Lance. Sorry, I, I phoned you up. And then when you picked up the phone, I was actually quite surprised. I wasn't actually ready for you then. I was. I was just finishing <laughs> off my sentence about Robbie Nightingale played the last game at. Milton Road uh, and now is obviously looking forward to uh, sometime uh, in the not so distant future now a new a new stadium it, it it must be nice for them to finally have a home not not that no, I'm not, not that I'm saying that Histon were in any way not a home to them but you know what i mean
5: no no i think obviously you know you, you want your own place don't you and i think you know it's been long awaited for them you know a lot of stuff's gone under the bridges light like, to get where they're getting to. So I think they can see light under the tunnel now. I think it's, it's all positive for them. So yes, I think it's, it's great that they can have their own establishment and then you can go back to the local Derby and home and away
0: absolutely absolutely and and it's interesting I mean hopefully touch wood and touch everything else uh the the, the coronavirus news continues to be uh positive um, and next year the big thing is obviously to let's get fans back in stadiums and let's let's start to make football belong back to you know to, to those people who want to go and see it week in week out and have supported clubs through thick and thin and especially at times like this have, have done what they can for clubs but uh, you must just be um, waiting for that moment when you can uh, open the gates to fans at the start of next season hopefully
5: yeah it's been long awaited I mean you think you know the, the last year that everyone's had to go through and endure I think it's just you know now again like Robbie and, the, and Clemson's ground if we've now got sort of kind of light at the end of the tunnel with regards to being able to play football uh, with, with fans being able to come in and watch again um, I've been to watch a couple of games in this this mini tournament locally and it's been nice to go and watch live football again instead of watching you know the Premier League on TV and um, and to have that kind of buzz, just going to watch, you know, some people you do know or don't know, just playing and kicking a bit of leather about, and uh, it's something that we're all aspiring to get back to, and, and really are looking forward to. It. And I think, you know, our players, we've, we've kept them away, and, and we'll, we'll start come the end of June, and they're all they're all very keen to get started again.
0: And I guess you'll be, uh, we were just talking, City announced their uh, their pre-season schedule schedule even very early. You'll you'll presumably be announcing yours uh, in the next few weeks, I'm guessing?
5: Yeah, we will. I mean, obviously, we're still, I don't know what Robbie said, but we're relying on waiting to hear from the league structure, which I think is due out this weekend coming. Uh, Once we know that, we can obviously then obtain, because if we do go into this Northern League, which is a possibility still, I think their league starts on the 31st of July, so would then actually it would move our kind of our pre-season dates probably two weeks further forward, if, that, if need be. So we can't really at the moment uh, we're dictated by them, if that makes sense. So we have three or four games already pencilled in, uh, which are in that in that bracket, if you like. Um, but we've got to wait until next weekend to we find out what league we're in until we can actually, um, like you say, divulge for everybody what we've got planned.
0: And I guess the difficulty is it's kind of like it's such a long time since you played a, a competitive uh, a competitive league or cup game that you kind of left, you know, there is this, well, how, how's it going to go next year? And I guess it's, you know, it, 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 most clubs will be in the same position that pre-season is going to be very different and even the start of the league will be a different to the opening of a normal league season given the length of time between competitive games.
5: Yeah, it is. And I think obviously, like you say, players have, have you know, haven't, played for such a long time now haven't trained at the intensity that we would want and most of the clubs want to so you know they all look after themselves to their own levels as such um but to go back into it we're going to probably need a bit longer uh, to bleed them in gently um but it's just anticipation mean, our know, players that haven't played for such a long time uh and also you know we've made if we haven't made it you know we're not any stranger to it our players we've said that we would try and keep the same squad for this year because we don't think it's fair on some of them that that could have been last, their last year, last year as such. And we feel that, you know, as a club, we want to stay, you know, positive in the thinking that they can get one more year with us if, if that's the case because some of them are getting towards the end of their career in terms of age-wise. And, you know, and we feel that, it's, you know, we'd like to give something back to them and by hopefully giving them a chance to play again for us uh, this coming season.
0: I think it's, a, it's a, a great example of loyalty from from uh, from both ways, and th- something a lot of uh, bigger clubs could probably learn from there. Uh, you talk about uh, you, you've been giving them obviously their own uh, health plan, and they'll they'll be looking to to keep themselves uh, to their level of fitness. Uh, I guess perhaps the uh, the first beep test of the uh, pre season might be even more dreaded than usual, though.
5: Yeah, I think the chance I could win, I could beat one or two of them. I think possibly come <laughs> come June. We'll, we'll hold you to uh, that. We'll come
0: and watch that one, lads,
5: If you're going to do that, uh, that's a definite no, Tim. Trust me. Uh, I can just have, I can just shout stop and go, which I'm good at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, like you say, that the players, you know, it, it will be, you know, we'll have to normally a preseason you would do over four, four or five weeks. Um, but I was speaking to somebody who's based with Royston only three or four days ago, who's a fitness coach there. And, and he was stressing the importance of obviously players not playing too many games too early because, you know, this is how injuries will, will occur. So the training schedule is probably more based around actually training sessions rather than games more. So he thinks, obviously, which I, I agree with, that, you know, you can play too many games, especially having not played for such a long time. I think that's important this time around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lance, thanks very much for uh, joining us. We look forward to uh, chatting with you more uh, once pre-season gets underway. Cheers.
5: Thanks Thanks a lot, Jim. Cheers.
0: There we go, thanks to uh, Lance for that So uh, we've just got time to talk about uh, the uh, uh, grassroots uh, football So uh, in the men's football there's the um, um, the Kershaw 30 Cup uh, at the senior, intermediate and junior level It was uh, quarter-final day yesterday West Ratting 4, Witchford 3, Ainsbury United 1, Eaton Socon 2 Newmarket 3, uh, Hemingfords uh, United 1 and Cherry Hinton first 2 to Cottenham 1st, Three, which means that West Ratting and Easton East, East Soken play in the uh, semi-final next Saturday as do Newmarket versus uh, Cottenham that's in the Senior Cup and in the Intermediate uh, quarter-finals finished Cambridge University Press 6 Linton Granter 2, Harston 1, Buckden 7 Exning United 4, Cherry Hinton Reserves 2 uh, AFC Walpole 4, Streatham uh, 0 which means the semi-finals again on the 22nd Next Saturdays, Cambridge United Press reserves against Buckden first and Exning United first against AFC Walpole first. And then in the junior competition, quarterfinals finished Orwell reserves six, Girton United two, uh, Hartford Rangers two, Needingworth United three, Brampton Rovers six, Longstanton uh, FC Men's, my local team. Unfortunately, they lost 6 3 to Brampton, uh, Sawston Phoenix two, Clare Town two, which means their semi finals are going to be Orwell reserves against with United and Brampton Reserves against Claretown again uh, next Saturday. In the women's, w- it's uh, there is still still playing uh, the uh, the uh, knockout. Uh, sorry, the group stages, but I think it's all been decided, uh, or at least all been nearly decided. We've got Bedford Ladies actually. And I think Bedford Ladies versus East Bergholt's a walkout to Bedford. Actually, i uh, got Haverill Rovers against Bowes and Pitsey, Kings Lynn Town and against Harlow Town Ladies, and then Luton Town Ladies. Against St Ives, um, so Group A uh, has already been decided. They play a finals day. The top of each league goes forward into the finals day. And Cambridge City, so Cambridge City's development team are playing in that final on the 23rd, on the finals day on the 23rd, that's in Group A Group B, they had no fixtures uh, this week, they've still uh, they've got a couple of the games outstanding uh, Bedford and Harlow Town are the top two teams, but East Burgholt are uh, on the same as uh, Harlow Town, so all to play for still there today, 2 o'clock kickoff off for those games in Group C uh, Royston on 10 points and Lee Ramblers on 8, so Royston I think can't be beaten um, because they've played all their games and Haverhill can't catch them. So they're going to make it into the finals on the Sunday, the 23rd. Um, and then in the final group D, the St Ives group, uh, unfortunately a very strong Wyndham Town uh, team uh, played four-one-three one 3 drawn, one, lost one. In fact, the only the only points taken off them were by St Ives. Uh, St Ives are playing uh, Luton, but it's uh, really a consolation game for uh, second place. If uh, St Ives can beat Luton, uh, then they will finish second. But Wyndham too strong forever in that and they will make the finals day on Sunday the 23rd so men's semi-finals day on Saturday the 22nd, women's final day on Sunday the 23rd, unfortunately you can't go and watch the game although you could go walk the dog nearby and uh, no doubt peer over to what's going on, Uh, but no spectators allowed uh, officially, actually no, I don't know whether whether that will be the same, of course tomorrow with the announcements, it might be that spectators are welcome, watch the Twitter feed uh, and see what happens there Um, but hopefully uh, that will be good and there will be spectators allowed, especially at the Finals days for the women, the 23rd. For the men, obviously, uh, a little later than that, probably the 29th for finals day on that one. Um, so that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Uh, as I say, still not sure what's going to happen. Uh, we may be on next week. We may not. There may be some other sport programme on next week. Got to talk to uh, Ollie about that. Um, but uh, thanks very much for listening all season. Thanks to those who voted for Paul Mullen and Kyle Noyle um, in the uh, Player and Young Player of the Year, respectively. I'd just like to add... I feel for Jack uh, for Joe Ironside. Jack Ironside, Joe Ironside even uh, obviously, you know, in in any normal year, um, he would have been a real candidate for the Player of the Year. Um, and it's just unfortunate you have such a great season when Paul Mullins also having a great season. Uh, so uh, do feel sorry for uh, him um, in terms of, uh, and I'm sure he won't mind sharing the limelight. After all, we got promoted, so it's not too much of a not too much of a, a tragedy for him. Uh, but congratulations to everyone there, um, and thanks to. Everyone who's taken part uh, so far uh, in this season, whether we care go forward uh, uh, in the close season or not, we'll certainly be back at the start of a League One season uh, next year. Um, although I may miss the opening game of the season, which will be a bit of a tragedy, but we'll see on that one as well. I'm desperately trying to rearrange things now to make sure I'm not, but you never know. Um, what we can stay on uh, on the station? Obviously, plenty more uh, still to come for today. Um, so uh, let's just have a. Look at uh, I was going to read out yesterday's, which wouldn't do very good. Sunday Supplement with Tony Barnfield on after the news. Jazz with uh, Jazz today with Pete Butcher's four till five. Polish Waves five till six. David Lowe Journey Through TV Themes six till seven. Club Global seven till eight. Uh, Scar and B Show eight till nine. Non-stop Music of Your Life nine till ten. Uh, Oh, it says the scar and b show are on again at uh, oh, nine till 10 eight till nine it's got them twice in the schedule uh, oh, some bit of a problem there so Rebel arts radio will actually be on at 9 till 10 stagger on at 10 till 11 and Opus 105 we saw it with Saru Sam 11 till midnight and then obviously the early breakfast and the breakfast shows tomorrow uh, thanks very much as I say to everyone for today to Matt uh, to Chris Cox for giving us some time during the week uh, to Robbie and to Lance all the best to them as they start to move forward into pre-season and the difficulties that's going to. Have. Hopefully, uh, news next week as to what the league structure will be, so at least that'll be clarified. Uh, thanks very much to uh, Ann for joining me at parts of the season and also to Ruth Fox and anyone else who's been doing it. Thanks to Ollie for various clips throughout the season. Um, we may or may not be there next week, but we'll certainly be back new- in the new season.
4: Cambridge
5: one-